going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, 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 yes. So we're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. My name is Andrew, aka Rapping Drew. Back from annual leave because I deserved it. Carrying this uh, franchise on my back. 120 episodes deep. Now, I mean, now none, none of you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, shout, yeah. shout out to you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, Mitch. That's what I was waiting for. But yeah, back on the mic. How are we doing, gents? Yeah, we oh, good, man. We good. good, man. Hey, it feels good to be back, man. Back feels good to be back. Obviously, it's been a while, but hey, the king is back. Can you, remind the, can you remind the listeners, uh, for those who aren't familiar with your voice, mate? Hi, my name is Mitch. Um, my handle on Instagram is It's Mitch. Um, Twitter, It's Mitch as well. Um, yeah, Andy says that he's been carrying the franchise, but don't worry, I'm back now. <laughs> I hear you, man. Alongside Mitch, of course, uh, we've got Press. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. All good. All good. All good. We got Jake in the building. What's good? What's good? And of course, we've got C Strider as well, representing Spurs. Come on, man. We're local. Yeah, man. So, obviously, today we're going to be talking about Champs, Europa, and of course, the Premier League games that just happened, of course. Um, but I just wanted to start it off. Um, a bit light today uh with a few trivia questions but because have you guys seen like the um the um what, what, what are they called the csb sports uh, champions league coverage yeah and how they them. bro they act they they killing it with with the shit that they do the guests that they have uh, even the way the guests that they're acting because jamie carragher is different on sky sports than how he Facts. is on that Facts. Michael Richards as well and Thierry Henry as well, so it works out well, man. But one of the games that they play, it's a game, it's a game that they played called Who Am I? Um, and I wanted to do it with you guys as well, just to see, um, who knows, ball like that, innit? So, the floor is you guys, who wants to go first? I've got three for three. And Mitch's welcome back, yeah. It's only right, go. mate. Only right. All right. Mitch, so who am I? Clue number mm. one. You get four clues, by the way. Clue number one. Right, cool. I've got 109 caps for my country. Yeah. You want more? Yeah. Yes, please. I've played with Jordan Henderson, Carlos Bocanegra, and Jan Envia. Oh. Okay, can I get another one? <laughs> I've oh. never been CAF Africa Football of the Year, but I've been BBC's Africa Football of the Year once. I know Might I steal this? No. Not yet, no, not yet. He needs it. to give up. He needs to give up. Uh, Alright, number four. Number four? Mm. I am my national team. Why, why are you acting shocked for? Because <laughs> it's too far, man. Come on, man. No ball, Bro, man. but the four questions are there. I'm going to make use of them. I am, my national, I am my national team's top goal scorer with 51 goals. Uh... <laughs> Yo, Man, he's gonna uh, say he's gonna ball. say it in Lovu. Hey, do you know what? Because I haven't I haven't warmed up my brain yet. It's been a while since I've been in there. So, time's right, up, man. Uh, Jake, why did you say time's up? You didn't do a countdown. They do a countdown <laughs> on the show. What countdown? The t- it's bro, done, it's do, done, man. Nah, bro. They go five, four, 
Say less. Do you want me to do that? Hold on, two seconds before you start. <laughs> He's Googling it, man. Move on. Move right, on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Do it. Five, uh, four, three, two, money. one. Wrong. Jake. Man. Asamoa Giant. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant, yeah. Jake. Let me go to you for the next one, Jake. You might know this one. It's pretty easy. All right. Um, I am born in Leeds. Okay, yeah. Next. I have played on the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh. <laughs> uh, Erling no, Brown Haaland. Come on, man. Mitch, this is, see, see what I mean? We don't Yo, need the four, you gonna, get me? But no, but we dude, how are you going to give him that one? That's an easy one. Bro, he got, the, he got the Gian one after the second one as well. No, 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 no. Anyways, cheating, I've got one more. Press Strizzle. Who wants it? I'll take let's, it. Let's both, let's both go for it. Oh, both. Yeah, yeah both go for it. Yeah, come. All right. Number one, the only European trophy I've won is in 2001-2002. It's in the 2001-2002 season. Next. <laughs> I am my country's top scorer with 50 goals. Bloody hell. <laughs> Do you want the third one? Right, man, saved the hardest to last, didn't it? Trust yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, go on. I have the most goals. So, I've scored the most goals in the league season for Arsenal. Can I steal this? Not yet. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'm trying to. Th- I'm actually trying to think right now. There's one more clue, man. If you want, just use that clue, bro. Yeah, go for the next one. Yeah, think you... yeah next one. I am the only player since 1966 to score with a header, overhead kick, left foot, right foot, penalty, and a free kick at a World Cup. Who am I? Robin Van Persie. Yeah, <laughs> my G, Spizza, Bloody what up to you? That, that was hard though, can't yeah. lie. Yeah. Like I don't know about Arsenal man, I'm a Tottenham man. Yeah. Me. I hear that still. Yeah man, I want to do more of that man. We're the CSB sports of the podcast landscape. But let's move on to the Champions League games man. Um, that happened midweek. We'll start with Liverpool Rangers that ended um, 2-0. Yeah. I personally got nothing to say, man. So let me pass this to Jake. Jake, did you, did you catch it? Uh, yeah, yeah. As the second <laughs> Liverpool fan of this pod, apparently, for this episode. Yeah, I, I, I did catch it. Um, Rangers are shit. I want to start that before I give any Liverpool analysis. That Rangers team, like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, just every game, it's like, yeah, we don't have enough quality. Yeah, we're missing this, we're missing that. And, it's, and you can tell it's seeping through that Rangers team. Um Liverpool played well. It was one of their better games of the season. But it was men against boys. I don't think... I think Liverpool in their bad form and playing their risky way would have been fine. They decided to go almost back to basics. Like, they played 4-4-2. They dropped the lines a little bit. Um, Yeah, like... it, It was a win and you guys needed it. But it didn't carry over to the weekend, as we'll cover later. So, yeah, three points on the board is better than no points. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, it was also, um, like I said, um, the start, not the start, but like a change of formation for us. Um, and we tried to like practice it on uh, little, little old ranges with like basically all our shooters on the pitch. 2-0 um, kind of flattered them, I think, especially in the first half. 
But I mean, beating Rangers is is expected, right? I guess. I mean, I think even like, yeah, yeah. Most ninety percent of the teams in the Champions League would have probably beaten Rangers, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch well, the game, but like Trent's, I saw Trent's free kick, which was kind of normal level for him. But yeah, it was a good free kick. Yeah, good free kick. Uh, in this, in our same group as well, Napoli Ajax, which ended in a six-one defeat to the Amsterdam outfit as well, which was uh, quite a shocking result. Uh, but on the basis of things, not that surprising to be honest. Ajax, similar to Liverpool, they're not in the best of forms domestically and also in, in Europe. So, and Napoli are in the greatest of forms of their lives. So, yeah, six-one was probably a fair result. <laughs> How crazy that sounds. And then in Group uh, B, we got a shock result in obviously Club Bruges beating Atletico Madrid. Uh, they've got nine points in it in their group. Club oh, Bruges, yeah. Club yeah, Bruges got top nine, of their man. group. Yeah, yeah, man. And I think Atletico are bottom, right? Atletico are bottom. Um, that Atletico are shit, though. They are yeah. like, don't, I mean, they deserve it after what they did to Vinny. Like, they can rot in hell that club, but they are play, like, I think they played Girona this weekend and they beat them 2-1, but they should have lost. Like, it's stuff like really? that. Girona have only just gone up. Yeah, they, they are playing horribly at the minute. Like, Simeone cannot figure out that team at all. Yeah, he needs to bounce, man. He needs to bounce. And then um, Group C, it was um, Munich v Pilsen. Um, routine win for Munich, 5-0. Then we had a crazy game, interview Barcelona. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know if you guys caught that, yeah. but... Yeah, that goal had everything, man. That game, sorry, had everything, man. Um, Inter eventually ended up winning 1-0. Um, yeah, but like handballs galore, VAR not being mm. used properly. You know, what, you know what was mad, yeah? Because two of the things that happened were like against Barcelona were like mm. um, Dutch players involved and the VAR was like a, a, a Dutch, the VAR was Dutch, basically. Yeah. So Barcelona screaming conspiracy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a mad result to be honest. Because Barca are the team in form and Inter not so much, so that was a shock in the system. Um, and then in Group D, C Strider, it's your time to shine. Um, the 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 group that's like equally balanced on all fronts, man. You drew no no to Eintracht Frankfurt. How was that game? Um, to be fair, I was quite impressed with us. I know that we obviously didn't score, but in general, it was a much better performance. We had loads of chances to score, but once again, similar to the Arsenal game before that, just the final ball was lacking. Um, on this occasion, it was the, the last finish, like in front. Son had a couple of chances, Kane had a chance, um, but all in all, a much better performance. And to be fair, I think getting a draw away is not the worst result. I know we got a better stick about it. But um, yeah, I'm happy with a point. Four points out of the first two games and obviously a big game coming up on Wednesday. So we move on Ch to that. Champions League is all about winning at home and not losing away, man. So on hey, the how many points are Spurs well, on? I think four. We're on, f we're on four from the first three games. Which yeah, you say that, yeah. And obviously, don't be wrong, like, but our group's not an easy group. Like, on paper, yeah, if you gave me that before the draw, I'd have taken it. But it's not an easy group. Like, all teams yeah, in there actually, are, are half-decent, so... To be honest, it's like the teams are of similar level. I think that's where, where it makes it more difficult, I think. That's what yeah. 
Yeah. If you had someone that was ex- extremely better, like let's say if you had a Barca or Madrid in there, um, but you don't, you've got everyone that's on par with each other. So, yeah, I guess you're right in that. That's yeah, f- four tricky teams, man. So that group, that group will be interesting come, come business end. Um, and then yeah, we move on to Group E. Um, Salzburg beating Dinamo Zagreb one 0 Chelsea surprisingly beating AC Milan three 0 Jake. Oh yeah, cracking game. Um, it, it just reminded me last year of the Juve game where we beat them four 0 at home and we had everything cooking. Like we started off the game a little bit slow and you, you're thinking like all potable still getting into it, particularly like last weekend when we only just beat Palace in the last minute and then we just turned on the class like we were absolutely outperforming them like Loftus-Cheek and Kovacic were running the park in centre mid Reese James absolutely shut down Rafa Leal like that was like we do the whole Trent defending thing and we're obviously going to get onto that in a while and I think Reese isn't that much better than him. I think they're very similar defenders, particularly how Reese usually plays right wing back and Trent are right back. So I, I think it is an unfair comparison. But Trent, tr- sorry, Reese shut Rafa Leal down. Like he did nothing the whole game. And we just looked really, really good going forward. I think you have to admit as well, like Milan do have a lot of injuries. Like they didn't have someone like. Theo Fernandez making his run down runs down the left wing. Yeah. Um there are a couple of other guys out off the top of my head that I can't remember, but like, it was it was just dominance. Like stuff like the set pieces, like Thiago Silva winning headers at set pieces three in a row, and they just decided not bro, to. Bro, but they up. but they gave him that, bro. They were like, hey, you're a legend, bro. You're a club legend. <laughs> Have it. <laughs> Good, good that's on, how it looked. That's how it looked like. <laughs> it, 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 it was, was the, it was their captain as well, wasn't it? Benis, yeah. Ben a chair that was just like every time, like, oh yeah, I'll try and get in the way. And okay, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> Fafana going off that was worrying. I think like me and Prez discussed it. Like the fact that he could walk off was a good sign. But then like you see him with the tears. It was on. I think it was on the leg that he did break, and it's in the yeah. knee as well. You're thinking. You're definitely thinking for the worst there. But luckily, it was a, especially in that situation, it's a knee sprain, so it's only going to be out for a month. So hopefully, he'll be able to return back good as new. But yeah, like Mason started to perform well again. Like it's, I think that was the game where hopefully we need to continue the momentum, but it continues to push us on forward, and we actually carry that into the next bit of the season where we've got a nice little run coming up. Yeah, easy games. And you're, sit, you're, you're sitting second now in the group, right? Where yeah, where yeah, two yeah. games ago, we were all talking about, nah, Chelsea won't make it, Chelsea this, Chelsea that. But it's, it's look, at, fair. look at you. <laughs> nah, like, the, the thing is, we ha- we had to win this game, but we, we go to San Siro. I mean, we're recording this Monday, it's going to go out Tuesday, so when the rest is here, we're going to the San Siro tonight. And they beat Juve at the weekend. They looked impressive beating Juve as well. I know Juve aren't the team that they once were. Yeah, but, but they dominated, man. That was a, ex- yeah. Exactly. Like, Fikayo Tomori, he had a rough game back at Chelsea, but he was superb. Like, they, they will give us a game. If we can get a point from that, I'm very confident that we qualify first. If we lose at the San Siro my doubts immediately then switch on again where it's like okay we are gonna have to rely on others 
to do the job for us. Mm. So I, I think we do get a point. Like uh, Milan point is still is missing enough, a man. lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Like keep us above Milan going into the two games, and then just focus on finishing top. So I'm confident it was a very good result. Like it's always good to keep a clean sheet, put free past your opposition, especially at home. And we played really nicely as well. Like it wasn't a ke- like we actually played quite attractive football. Even though, let's be fair, it looked just like Tuchel. It looked just like Tuchel, but a bit more attacking. But fuck it, I'm not going to complain. Let's move on. Let's move on, man. And then, um, obviously, we've got Group F. Um, Rassen Ball Sports Leipzig put Celtic away, 3-1. Madrid put Shakhtar Donetsk away, 2-1. City uh, completely obliterating Copenhagen. That game was, was as was sad to see man like Copenhagen did not show up whatsoever um Borussia Dortmund beating Sevilla away as well which was a pretty decent result for them then in their last group we had Benfica drawn to PSG 1-0 um with a bit of a Mbappe disaster class did anyone catch that I want to say disaster class but He's not. He's the not. He's not very selfish, isn't he? Like he looks like yeah. a man that owns the club. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, but that's what he is, isn't he? Like, there's no, there's no repercussions for me if Mbappe plays poorly. Yeah, like, he's not getting. What? He's not getting dropped. It, but they gave him the that, keys like, to the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mitch is completely right. Like, if he if he plays badly, what what's the worst that happens? He goes to Madrid. That's just, that's <laughs> genuinely the worst that happens for him. It's like it's a no lose. And fair enough. Fair play to him. He negotiated that brilliantly, and he held his leverage. But yeah, like it does not matter to him. Whereas to Neymar and well, especially Neymar, I think, but Messi as well, like it matters more to them because it's the end of their career, and like yeah. they need to, they need to win as much as possible in the next couple of years. Whereas Mbappe, yeah, he loses. Like, all right, well, I've made five hundred million euro. Like, see you later. But that's the thing, man. Mbappe, you know, last season we were looking at him as like the the guy, the the next stop guy. Um, after Messi or Ronaldo. But now, obviously, we've got man like Erling just stealing all the shine away from him now. Like, all <laughs> of it. And, yeah, it's a bit mad, man. And it, it makes me sad because, like, he signs... It's, it's, it's the same tale as, like, a Ozil or, like, a Yang. But, obviously, this of an, on another scale, like, to them two. But, like, a player signing a big contract and, quote-unquote, downing tools or, quote-unquote, thinking... Um, yeah, they lose that hunger to to perform for the greater good. And to be honest, Mbappe he has you know bagged a lot of goals this season so far. Um, let's not let's not take that away from him. But it's just like the lack of assists, the lack of even like the chances that he does get um, open like like looking up, passing to his teammates. It's not there. It's it's like it's just all for himself, and he's. he's yeah, it's a bit too much, man. I'm not liking. I'm not liking what I'm seeing so far, man. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, no, I'm in agreement. I do think, um, you know, if you look at the statistics of how the f- uh, front three of PSG are performing, um, I think they have a good spread of goals, and between Neymar and Messi, there's a good spread of assists too. But Mbappe doesn't have a single assist to, to any one of those uh, other front two. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite clear that he's playing for one man and one man only and you know in order to win things 
you you can't really have that mindset and it might be like Jake said he's just thinking about you know getting his his individual plaudits and whatever and then you know if things do get bad enough he can just um, take himself off to Madrid if he does have that mindset and he's just collecting his checks and then just waiting for the next move then yeah that's not going to benefit the other two guys at all because they probably still want to win things at the tail end of their career so yeah man I hope he fixes it up because it'll be nice to see more of the Mbappe that we saw you know back end of last season where you know he was putting in key performances for them but you know yeah I, 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 let, let's hope it's not what we think it is basically yeah yeah exactly um, alright man that was the Champions League then obviously we'll be back again tomorrow and Wednesday uh, oh sorry um, we, we have to talk about the Europa League as well <laughs> <laughs> my, my apologies now nah, this wasn't even on purpose sorry we have to talk uh, about the Europa yeah. League oh, but yeah that was the oh, Champions right. League let's move on to the Europa League <laughs> of course yeah. um, Arsenal you guys had a home game against um, Bodo Glimt um, nice, and, there, nice was, and exotic name there. are you as local? <laughs> yeah I was about I was about mm, chat to me mm. how was it against the Norwegians? Hey. Um, you know what? First ten minutes, they actually played all right. Um, but I think that was from us sort of taking it a bit, being lethargic and just t- thinking it's going to be an easy sort of run through. But um, yeah, first ten, ten minutes, they gave us a bit of trouble. They were actually playing in our half for for a bit for the first ten minutes, and then it's just the quality showing shown through. Um, obviously, Shaka played. Martinelli play, can play any game because their energy levels are always at a hundred because they can. They, you know, they don't really run out of energy. Uh, he rested Saka, um, gave Marquinhos a chance. Um, Eddie was obviously up top because uh, Jesus was on the bench. Um, but after the first 10 minutes, we controlled the game um, and got the first goal. I can't remember. What was the score? 3-0. 3-0, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it was, wasn't really much of a difficult performance for us. Um, routine things, it just, yeah? It's routine, yeah. Because, you know, Right now, training, we're a team in form. I genuinely the... think it was training it was training for you guys because what happened is when it was the last 20 minutes, he actually uh, brought on Odegaard, Jesus um, and Saka, which he didn't actually need to because we were 2-0 up mm. at the time. Um, Jesus played he, a big part he... in the third goal, didn't it? With the, um, the oh, yeah, yeah. Great goal, by the way. Great goal. Mm-hmm. Great goal because he's just taken it and then he's, uh, you know, driven past player, used his strength again and then passed it across and then uh, Vieira was there. Who by Vieira, by the way, looks really good. It looks like he's, he's, he's going to he be does. a really good signing. He does. Um, but obviously, there is certain things where you think, oh, he needs to be a little bit stronger. But you know, I think the more he adjusts to the to the league and the you know the the pressures of being in the Premier League and being at a club like Arsenal, um, I think he's only going to get better. He brings a bit more of a a goal scoring threat than Odegaard. Whereas Odegaard is going to be that player where he's always going to look for the pass. Um, which again is not it's not a problem, but sometimes you need someone that just says they're just gonna say fuck it and just shoot. Um, yeah, he's got a good lefty man. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. So yeah, so onwards and upwards, and obviously, yeah, that led us to. Uh, it's been a, it's been a good week for us. That's all I can say. So it, it's quite interesting to see because you guys have like um, brought your league form also to the Europa League, which you obviously yeah. the teams that you're playing against are pretty. You know, the toughest one is PSV, but you haven't played them yet, but. The yeah. rest is straightforward, but you're you know you're you're putting them the, you're putting them away the way you're supposed to. Let me let me put it exactly. that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not con- we haven't conceded. Um, it's, it's it's obviously the 
the Europa League itself for the first stages is, you know, you just want to get through it and it's probably one of those fixes you just like, can't be bothered, but you've got to do it. You've got to get through those matches. Um, so the next game is against Bordeaux again, but we're away this time, which I think would be a little bit more of a trickier test as always, especially in Europe with away games. However, I still think, we'll, we'll, you know, it's going to be a routine win. Um, the biggest test will be PSV away. Um, but that's not that's not until probably I think the second to last or last game anyway. So we've got PS we've got Bordeaux uh, at home and then PSV. You've got PSV twice, isn't it? No, back to Bordeaux work, away and then PSV or yeah PSV um, at home. Mm. So PSV are next next Thursday, I think. So yeah, man, that'll be, be a good game, man. Yeah, it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. I I know they've got one player that's on form with them, the one that United wanted, but they they always Godi, go for Godi them. Gakpo, yeah. yeah. They always go for the wrong choice. How do you say it, Drew? Hakpo. Okay. Hakpo, yeah? <laughs> that Hakpo, yeah? Man like Hakpo. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, uh, I'm not yet. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, let's see, man. Let's see what he does against Arsenal. Um, And then, um, yeah, United also had a game against Om- Omonia Nicosia. Um, barely won. Barely won. Um, Yeah. In contrast to Arsenal Press, um, you guys, yeah, I mean, you could also say you're kind of bringing your inconsistent form also to the Europa League, um, mm-hmm. um, specifically in terms of, not in terms of results, which has been a bit consistent of late, but in terms of like the way you're playing. Um, what, did, what did you make of it? Make, make of it all? And Rashford coming on, Rashford and Marshall coming on and changing the game for you guys. Yeah, man. So I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. There is, um, you know, slightly slightly consistent results, but inconsistent performances. I think we find it hard to get into the next gear to really put teams away and and get out of sight. Um, and we, we give teams uh, that belief that they can still get something from the game. And it's funny that I should really be saying this against a team like Nova Scotia, Mina Mosa, whatever their names are. <laughs> I really shouldn't be saying that against a team like this. Um, but obviously they went ahead first um, off the back of a Malassia mistake. Um, he gave the ball away when basically all of our players were um, in what their about half. Eight, What about 80 Millis role in that goal? <laughs> what about 80 Millis role in that goal? Talk me through it. What was his I role mean, to goal? be honest, for me, to be honest for me, he got the, he got the ball... Um, it was a corner, right? I think, and he got yeah. him from, um, um, on the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. I think for me, there was no need for him to pass it to Malasia, putting him in trouble. Yes, Malasia was dilly dallying and lost the ball, but did you think that Sancho could have like at least be a bit more positive and played it forward, which he had the chance. He could have even played it wide, which he didn't. But the thing is, yeah, in if you look at it. Malasia was receiving that pass under minimal pressure. So mm-hmm. it really, it's just a, re- a routine pass to kind of keep the momentum of the attack going. Like Malasia, yeah, exactly. Malasia could have taken that ball in his stride and played a forward pass or, you know, continued, maybe switched it out to the other wing. Do you know what I mean? But he lost control of the ball in that situation. He slipped. And really and truly, we shouldn't be... Uh, conceding a counter-attack from that situation. We literally had no players protecting the halfway line um, and we had all of our um, all of our players basically sprinting back towards our own goal and that's not really what you want. That doesn't show any structure. That doesn't show any sort of contingency against a counter-attack in that situation. So I think we, 
ultimately Malasia, of course, he he made the error, but <laughs> under no circumstance should should we be in that position where all of our players are sprinting back to our own goal, chasing a player down. So there's plenty of things that was wrong with that um that goal we conceded. However, I think the buck does land that Malasia, um, you know, for 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 being unable to 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 track the ball really and and putting us uh, under pressure um, almost immediately. And as a result, he actually got dragged at half time. I'm not sure if that was, you know, as a direct result, but he wasn't having a good game anyway. And um, the same with uh, Sancho, who who also got um, taken off at half time, um, as they were they were both pretty uh, ineffective. But um, as you say. Uh, there were two um, main game changers. Uh, all of our goals, obviously, coming in the second half. Um, Rashford getting us back uh, level um, with his goal. A nice little finesse from the the left hand side, um, looking a lot like um, a Rashford of old with that kind of finish, which was nice to see. It's a great goal. Um, man. Yeah, really, really well taken goal, and. Um, yeah, obviously in the midst of all of this, Ronaldo had his various chances and just couldn't hit a barn door. Um, but, you know, he was in and around, obviously created Rashford's second goal unintentionally. And then, yeah, Martial, one of the people who came on to, to make a difference with his goal and his just his um, energy and effort. So um, obviously we had to to change things up to, to get the win and get the win over the line. Still conceded after we scored our three goals, um, but it ended up 3-2 uh, in the end, man. Um, less than less than favourable. Well, I say less than favourable, less than comfortable. Um, uh, and it really shouldn't have been um, anything less than comfortable. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, we got the win. We got the three points and we just have to start building on our performances. I mean, when we speak about the Everton game, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it. But yeah, that's uh, that was Europe for us last week against uh, Kokonosha Dovono. No. Kokonosha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, uh, let's 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 wrap that. Let's wrap that up then. And let's get really to the shits, man, because this weekend Jesus. was... Another weekend of um, <laughs> wait. Let me say this: another weekend of Liverpool not entering the W Hotel. Um, everyone else did, uh, but we'll start from the top. Uh, Bournemouth v Leicester, two-one um, to Bournemouth. I mean, is anyone surprised? Yes, I I thought that you know Leicester were going to kick on. on yeah. yeah, they were going to kick on from the Forest result. They looked strong. Madison, um, you know, really hitting, hitting form. I thought, yeah, okay, Bournemouth is a great game as sort of the next opponent to go into and build on the result from that they got um, during the week. And yeah, man. Ugh. I watched the highlights though, yeah, and mm. it looked it looked to me that... Um, Leicester were clearly the better team like in the first mm -hmm. half they had a lot of chances um, and a lot of the ball and I think probably that because they missed like bare chances and that that motivated uh, Bournemouth to actually go for the win especially when they equalised and mm -hmm. yeah they, I think Leicester kind of shot themselves in the foot in that game man but from highlights and I haven't seen the game but they looked they look the better side in the first half and I'm sorry but the winning Bournemouth's winning goal that Ward, their goalkeeper, has been shocking all yeah, yeah, season, poor, man. man. He, like, like, 
I've, I've, they did a comparison with Leicester and Everton, and Everton before your game, their game against you, had the best defensive record in the league, mm-hmm. and they've conceded some. I think they're like expected goals conceded between Leicester and Everton. I think like it's like point one or maybe like one maximum, but Leicester have conceded fifteen more goals. <laughs> Mad. That like that, that is Danny Ward right there. I <laughs> I get that Schmeichel went late, but. You can't keep investing in him. Like he's just not doing no. shit well. Like give like how bad is Iverson in training that makes Brennan Rogers think? Oh, do you know what? It's going to get worse if we put that da- if we take Danny Ward out. A Liverpool connection, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> might be, it might be didn't that. Didn't spend ten million on him like a couple of years ago, and then this is the first year he's playing after like three or four years of just riding the bench. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, that goal looked like match fixing, man. Like he is like he jumped out of harm's way. He's a criminal man. Big time. Um yeah, Jake. And then the next game will you guys um a return for Diego Costa at the bridge. Um he was well received. I was I was glad to see it. But um a three 0 win, man, for you guys at home. Oh mate, loved it. Absolutely like we we were all over wolves like a rash. Um be, before I get into Chelsea though, I think I saw it from you, Prez, like you were answering someone who put a tweet out saying, like, who's the best player out of the big six? Mm-hmm. That Mateus Nunez is a baller. He yeah. is so uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. There was Did they they moment... signed him this season, right? Uh, this summer, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, summer, yeah. yeah. For like 38 million, something like that. He proper and sticks out, in it in that team? He's so good. <laughs> like there were, he, he received it on the edge of his box... 15 seconds later, he was setting it up for a chance in our box. And he must have evaded four challenges in the meantime. He just rode... Yeah, he looks like Kovacic, but yeah. with pace. Like, it, he is he is going to be a good, good You know what? They're, they they're, they're saying that he might even get sold in January already, you know? Or like, or like um, <laughs> this summer. Yeah, because apparently, like, he has a clause. Like, if Bro. a team comes for me, yeah, I'm gone. That claw, they need these talented players. <laughs> they need to do it, man. Just use these smaller clubs as your audition, and then yeah. once his time get gone. But I man. mean, he was he was linked with I mean Liverpool were linked with him, but with other big clubs as well. But I don't I don't know if they wanted to match man man, man to match the price or whatever. I don't I'm not sure what happened there, but yeah, Jake is yeah. right, man. Yeah, he he is so so good. But yeah, um, we were just all over them like they. Wolves just were not offering anything. Like I love seeing Diego Costa back. He touched the ball some like five times in the first <laughs> half. Like it, it's, it was just like they just didn't have anything to go off. And they they conceded the goal right on the stroke of half time. Mount with a lovely cross and Havertz with a great header. That fun header fact. Yeah. Fun fact for the Havertz haters. Um, that was the first time he can he scored consecutive goals at Stamford in the league yeah that's right money money well spent yeah <laughs> oh mate mate that uh, champions league was worth ah fuck off mate fuck <laughs> off <laughs> he was going there he's riding oh, that yeah. till the wheels fall off man oh man <laughs> yeah baby i love it i love it um, but let but, me uh, let me tell you one thing yeah like with the havers I, I'm, I'm critical of him yeah but it does show like like with with like players like you just have to kind of play these type of players and like they eventually will come good. It's not that Havertz is a bad player. He's not a bad player. He's a good player, in fact. 
But sometimes it looks like it doesn't work out for the team, whatever. But I think the more Havers will play and has a fixed position, I think then we will see the best of him. I, I think I it's a matter agree. of that. Yeah. A matter yeah, of that with him, to be honest. I mean, I the thing is with Havers, like I, I let him ride it and I always will. But there are, like, I've never argued against people criticizing Hazard, uh, said Hazard, um, Havers. And it, because it's absolutely fair, like the guy was 80 million pounds, he's one of our best paid players. And I think he's averaging a goal involvement, something like one every three games. Like that ain't Mad. good enough. That ain't, Mad. that is not good enough. So he does, he does need to shape up. And I think as well, it's a killer instinct. Like he scored one goal, but really it should have been a hat trick. Like, it, and that's not being overly critical. He missed two pretty good chances. And He's one of those players, like, whenever he goes for a shot, he rarely ever blasts it. He always goes for the dink or, like, the, like, finesse on the, like, just tries and curls it around the keeper on the floor. He's trying to be and, cute. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want to see a bit more assertiveness from him in his finishing. I think once he finds that level, because, like, in terms of his press, he's extremely aggressive and stuff like that. So it's, it's not even like an attitude thing. It's just, yeah, when he gets in front of goal, be ruthless about it. Don't just, like try and make it look good, but he scored. There's, I, I mean, whenever he does this, I think Chelsea fans have always been like, "Oh, he's finally going to kick on." I'm like, "No, you need to see him do it for like five, six games in a row, not just two pattern of form go through." So I'm hopeful, but we'll have to wait and see. If not, he won me a Champions League, so I don't care. Um, and then second half, Pulisic scored again. Mason Mount playing an absolutely beautiful ball. Like that kid was brilliant today. That was easily today on the weekend. That was easily his best performance of the weekend of mm-hmm. the weekend. God, I am losing it. Um, of the season, <laughs> like he he was just like when he came on, he had the all black boots. It's like okay, that boy means business, and he was just picking the ball up and driving everywhere and demanding the ball constantly, and then. Broha scoring his first goal for the club. I Good tell goal. You what, that finish, though. Good goal, man. <laughs> man, that yeah. should not contracts, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Loading, like, loading, loading. I'm asking Havertz to have a ruthless finish, and then Broha does it 45 minutes later. And all, all I'm going to say is, in a day that which Diego Costa returned to the bridge, Broha looked an awful lot like Diego Costa yeah. right there. <laughs> Similarities like, there, man. Exactly, like just bullying the f- defender and then just blasting it into the corner. Like, I'm. I think we've su- we've ha- he's had nine sub appearances now, but he's yet to start. And I just sit there. I'm like, get- he needs to get more game time. He really mm. does. Like, yep. you get him firing, and you never know. But Potter ball looks like it's in full flow. Like Loftus Cheek playing really well. Gallagher, who started off career at Chelsea pretty badly, unfortunately, like he's really rounding into some form. As Equator looked fantastic. Shalabar in a back four. I mean, I know that attack was awful from. Is ball, it? Is it still Kepa, Kepa in goal? Kepa yeah. is still in goal. He's Mad. still doing not bad. Like I so. Think- wait, M- Mendy has been dropped. Then indefinite. Is that? Is that? Is that what's happening? So or are they rotating? Was, I think what it is is that Mendy was injured. Kepa's stayed in and he's been good since then. Like He's not made any calamitous mistakes. He's made a couple of good mm-hmm. saves. And I think Mendy is now fit because he's back in the squad. But I think it is a case of like Potter is going in. It's like, well, I don't really have attachment to either of you. I didn't sign either of you. Like 
So it's I'm whoever's with playing what I best. Yeah. yeah, and Kepa's been playing well. Like It'd be unfair. If you dropped Kepa now, it's sort of saying, like, <clears throat> well, Mendy's only going there on status. Whereas if he keeps Kepa and he keeps playing well, you can say to him and the rest of the squad, it's like, if you play well, you will keep a place. If you don't play well, I automatically have a reason to bench you. Whoever's on the bench, you can see how well they're playing. You've got to out-train them now. That's on you guys. So I think I think it's smart from Potter. And like I say, Kepa's actually playing well. Like He's not making the mistakes that his reputation precedes him. So mm. I'm I'm enjoying it because I sit I look at him and don't feel like he's immediately going to fuck up, which is a lovely feeling to have him keeper, right? That's what you're supposed to have. Okay, just on just on um, going back to Broha quickly. So obviously Yang came in um, sort of late in the window, mm-hmm. um, and you know he was obviously kind of brought in as an emergency, I guess, uh, for like a striker that you apparently needed. But looking at Broya and obviously the way he took his goal. Do you say, like, in a couple... This is the thing, because I think he's probably going to be ready in less time than a couple of seasons, but let's say that Yang stays for one or two more seasons. Do we then say, okay, we're not investing in another striker because we've got one ready? Great, great question. I think... Like, I want to see... Chelsea pl- play more carbon players. Like I think in the um in the Chelsea Milan game at one point there was seven Cobham graduates on the pitch, like mm. stuff like that. For I'm get it's the same with you guys. I imagine like you see that from your club and you're like that's great. Like you want to see that. So I I want to see Broas to see succeed, and I hope he can be part of our long term solution. I hope he can be our long term number nine because he's obviously got the ability. Like he's big, he's strong, he's quick, he's got that ruthless streak in him. He's he, he's a bit mean as well, but whether or not he will, and even if we be given the time, like you've got a Birmingham, like you say, we've still got Lukaku on the books. Like we've got <laughs> this buy option, yeah, we've got this buy option for Tammy that we might use, and like Bowley is is clearly been willing to spend, so. I, I want him to succeed. I want him to work out. But if he doesn't, or they've got the slightest inclination that they can buy someone that will guarantee it more than Bro Howard, that I, w- I will happily expect them to take that opportunity. And Interesting. It, I, it might be a Tomori, you know. I, I don't think we're going to be as stupid with that. I think it'd be more like a Tammy where we sell him and keep that option available. But... Like we've obviously done the right move because you think about it. Like West Ham were bidding thirty million in the summer for him. He's more than a thirty million player, especially when you're selling to someone in the Premier League, and that's saying something for a man who's only had one top flight season and scored six goals for Southampton. Like, I, yeah. I, I think he can make it, and I hope he does. I'm just, it, it's the same with all these top clubs, isn't it? If you don't, if you can't prove yourself immediately for a young player. They're probably just gonna give you the axe and go buy someone for a hundred million pounds only to kick off because he's a bitch. Not talking about anyone in particular. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you look when you think about it like that, it's kind of like, damn, this guy's clearly talented. What is kind of like a case of what if, but because it's Chelsea, they don't really they don't dwell on what ifs. So yeah, I guess uh, you're not right. At all. Mm. Not, at all. not at all. Uh, let's move on then. Um, City v Southampton, 4 0 to City. Um, Erlich Brown Haaland. Is 15th of the season in the league or 14th? Uh, 
I think it's 14th because I saw that um, Haaland's outscored Chelsea and yet we're still fourth. <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's nuts. Um, 17 or something more to go for him to beat Salah. Newcastle v Brentford 5-1. Pathetic from Brentford to be honest. Um, they, them man think um, football is just playing home games and away games we just don't turn up. Which I guess you know, like win your home games and then do whatever away. I guess you'll probably stay up. We, but. we gave them a career, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Word to toast. Oh, who, who coined me. that? Was that toast? T- yeah. tabs, tabs and toast. Yeah. Tabs and toast. Um, Bruno Guimaraes um, had a award in the game as well. Shout out him. No. Uh, C Striz, Brighton and Hove Albion, Champions League elect Donis v Spurs. Spurs ended up winning 1 0. Yeah, man, good result. Obviously, um, watched the game. I thought we played well. Conte switched system, went to a 3 5 2. And I think the first 10 15 minutes, we had a lot more control um, and created not many clear-cut chances but we're definitely on the front foot um got the goal from that man again harry kane and um some of the assists another another uh, combination from them two and i think after that we had another couple of chances where if we were a little bit more clinical of our final pass then we could have gone in maybe at two maybe three up at half time as the game went on i think brian got into it a little bit put us under pressure um but we we grinded out the result we defended well um, and I was impressed, man. I think obviously we, we got a lot of stick because people say we're boring to play or to watch. We don't play great football, but Brian have not, not lost a game at home since March and we were the team to beat them back then as well. So that's seven months oh, without losing a game. Li- to go away to Brian to- is not easy. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Um, and like I was saying, factoring in the death of our fitness coach, Gian Piero Vetrone, um Obviously, by looking at the the players after the game, before the game, and throughout the week, that was a big loss. He was a big part. He's only been at the club for just over a year, but he's had a big impact. Um, so they had to, a lot of grieving to do this week. They come they come out there Saturday night after a disappointing result the week before against Arsenal and and got the results. So I was really proud of the team, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie, and hopefully we can kick on now. Hopefully you can, man. I mean, I have said, like, um, so far, what I'm seeing is that, obviously, Arsenal and um, City, they're the, they're the ones that will probably, um, yeah, look nice to go for the title. Uh, but Spurs are the outsiders, man. I think Spurs are, they're the outsiders. And then we, you got the rest who are probably battling for the top four. So far, we're only in October. Um, there's still a lot to play for, but that's how I'm seeing it so far. But, Shout out Spurs on that big win. Um, and then some, the Sunday games, we had Crystal Palace v Leeds, 2-1 Palace, West Ham v Fulham, 3-1 um, West Ham. Skamaka again with another goal. Um, and yeah, then we had the big game, man. Muchen, pull up. <laughs> we had the big game of the weekend. Arsenal v Liverpool. There was... Um, Aye, it's a... Guaranteed goals that game though. Guaranteed most um high scoring fixture in Premier League history. So I swear. You know. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that. It yeah, is. I mean, I think for this particular this particular one there was a big big build up. Um even like here, like a lot of people were like excited for this. Uh for various reasons, of course. Uh, there's a lot of Arsenal fans that are 
popping out the woodworks all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> and obviously Liverpool, um, yeah, with a point to prove. And both teams, I guess, it was sort of a litmus test for both teams to see where they're really at, you know. And um, on this occasion, Arsenal, um, yeah, conquered. See, uh, see that Mitch, one, I never, I never, I never understand you. Yeah, why everyone is always saying, "Oh, Arsenal need this to be tested. Arsenal need this to be tested." Um, we beat Spurs. Obviously, I know that's just usual procedure, to be honest. Um, but mm. from the game against Man City last year. I know obviously everyone's always talking about, oh, they celebrate oh a, a, a loss. No, nah, but on a real, on a real, on a real. But we've we've shown numerous times, Chelsea away, we've shown numerous times that we're not the same outfit we were two two years ago when it comes to these games. But, you know, that's for me to... That's fair, that though. That a little bit later. That's fair, though. But I think, like, in terms of the this particular fixture, you have been second best for a good seven years in the league. And I think you can't, that's you can't really dispute that, to be honest, because it's, it's pretty factual for the most with, part. With, with the other teams, it's fair enough, but with Liverpool in particular. So I think that's why, I think from an Arsenal perspective, like one of my mates, he's an Arsenal fan. He was looking looking forward to this particular fixture because, yeah, because of the reasons that we mentioned that, you know, Arsenal ain't, won, uh, ain't, beat, ain't beat Liverpool in the league for uh, many a years. And also that, obviously, besides... Uh, City, Liverpool, it's the, in terms of teams to play against the bar, I guess. So, you know, yeah, for me, yeah, I can, I can honestly say, yeah, Arsenal passed the test. However, it wasn't a little bit of the test, but it wasn't as, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like your usual, your, like your other wins. Let's put it that way. It, it was with a bit of struggle. Okay. Would you, so say? Wait, would you agree? But, well, no, I would, I would, I would agree in that, in the fact that, you know, it was a struggle to the scoreline, but, because it's obviously three two, but I would say the scoreline flattered you. Um, mm. Would you not? Say, would you agree with that? The flattered us in terms of we should have lost by way more. You should have lost. You should have lost by, by by more. It should have been more of a clear defeat than it was. Than it seems. Obviously, if you look at that game, you said three two, right? You obviously had more possession than us, but we had more touches. Don't forget, this is in previous games against Liverpool. We've only done like one touches in your area, so we were mm. been completely outplayed in previous games. Whereas this game. We came, we came, and we had more more shots than you on, on target, more touches in the box than you. Um, we are, we were breaking down play uh, more times than you. So all around game, of course, you had the ball because I think Arteta even explained it. He said, "We're not going to be here trying to pass them um, off the ball. We're just going to count on them. We're going to be in a position where, as soon as we're in the ball, we we'll break out, and we never have been able to do that. Um, so it shows uh, the way we can adapt as as a team." Um, and obviously everyone was a bit sceptical in terms of putting Tomiyasu there, but when it comes to Jules, he, he's he's up there. He's, up, he's, a, he's a very good defender when it comes to one-on-one situations. And Salah, Salah felt it there. So, obviously well, we he's been off form, but it was it was a test, 100% a test. But I think for for you to say, you know, it was the hardest test, the toughest test that we faced. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'd I think, I think, I think, I think, I think it has been, man, to be honest. I think like, um, and this is a Liverpool not in form and an Arsenal mm. team very much in form. And of course, I'm not, I'm not saying this to even like downplay you guys because I feel like out of both of the teams, you probably deserve the win. But I think overall, the yeah. game probably deserved the draw. And yeah. Really? It, in terms of what you're saying, in terms of like the scoreline should have been much clearer in, in regards to you guys's. In, in regards to you guys, I don't think so, man. But I don't know. What, what do you present Jake think? 
as neutrals. Yeah, I'd love to hear do, what they're what do they're you for. do you uh, okay? So just a question for you, Drew. Do you feel like mm-hmm. you? I'm um, talking about Liverpool here. Do you feel like Liverpool did enough to win the game? Nah, that's what I said. I don't feel I don't feel like we did enough to win the game, but we had situations, especially referee situations, where we could have, you know, gone in front, equalized earlier, um, created momentum for us. You know, mm. some decisions went against us in the, in, so, in this particular game. So outside of that spell, but out- pretty much, for, pretty much for like let's say for 35 minutes of the first half, you guys were applying that real pressure um, on Arsenal. But like, do you feel in the second half, obviously you equalised, but do you feel like, did it ever look to you like Arsenal weren't going to score again um, at 2-2? Uh, no, nah, it did. It did. Mm. But mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a, that's, that's why I said, if out of both of these teams, Arsenal probably deserved the win, but yeah. 3-2 would have been like, it, not 4 or 5-2, definitely not, but probably 3-2 oh, okay, yeah. would have been, yeah, yeah. That, that's what mm. I meant. That's oh, okay, what I meant. Got you. Yeah. I didn't think like Arsenal blazed us away or anything. Nah. But do you, do you, a fair, a fair result in the grand scheme? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. Deserve. Deserve. 100%. But like I said, man, we can't, we can't, we can't rule out the. You get me? Some of the decisions that went against us. Let's get into it. <laughs> the, 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 we'll start. We'll start. We'll Let's start with. It, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go to Jake for this one. Let's start with the first one. Um, um, uh, the Gabriel handball. Was it a handball? Was it not a handball? I'm gonna say no. Mm. Thank you. Explain. I know what press is gonna come with anyway, man. Number one hate. <laughs> bro, that. let people land, bro. Yeah, me. No, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. I know. Nah, what I want. I want. I want. I want to hear what. I want to hear why. Why is a no? Why? Why do you think so? No. I. I just think it's way too close. To be honest, like I. The the thing is, it's one of those decisions where, if it's given, I still would say, I don't think it was a penalty, but I can see why he's given it. Like, and it's not enough to overturn it. But like we keep talking about how bad refereeing is, and like the the guy made the decision, and there is logic to it. Like it is just for me, it is far too close for him to react. His arm is in an unnatural position, yes, but for me, no, I I don't think that's a penalty. But isn't that the rule now? If it's in an unnatural position, if it touches your hand, it's it's a com it's it's a a combination of both, isn't it? It's like if it's too close, it's one of those. Because there's no firm rule on handballs. Because do you remember what it was a couple of years ago where it was if you've handballed, if you're if the ball hits your arm, it's a penalty and it just caused chaos. So you, mm. you you have to be able to judge it. Like so, it's it it's a combination of all those different factors. But for me, you can't react to that properly. So again, if they if the referee had given it, I'd be sitting here right now and thinking I'd still think it's too soft, but I can see why he's given it. All right. For me, on the whole, it's more like a 55-45% going, no, it's not a penalty. So I think he's made the right decision, but it is a very, very marginal call for me. That's fair. All right, so let me stay with you, Jake. And then um, the Gabriel Jesus um, penalty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was oh, that a penalty? And, and again, I think it's soft. I think, it's, I think it is really soft. And it's the exact oh, same. Hold on, hold on, Jake. Hold on, Jake. You, you got soft where, like, it's soft. But I can see why this is given, and you can, and you have soft. Where it's like, wh- why is this being given? 
that's where that's where I'm at yeah. with this particular but penalty. The way the way I I put it is that if that happened to me in that situation as a Chelsea fan, I would not be happy right now. I'd be absolutely raging. I'd I like I I'd be sitting here thinking like trying the, to get the earth to open. I'd be calling Doing the up referee and Jordan Henderson every- racismo, yeah. Oh no, 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 don't, no, no, not having that comparison. I'm a Chelsea fan, it's bad enough, lads. Come on, you can't put that on me. Um, but no, I, I yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be absolutely fucking raging if I were you right now. Yeah, to be completely it was, honest. Like, it, it, it was is, disgusting. But can we take hey, it back to I'm the, say can is, we take it back to the Gabriel thing though? Just quickly. Pay your bills. <laughs> because... oh, hold on, hold on, press. I'll, I'll, I'll get to, I'll come to you. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, that's, pay that's your bills, bro. Saying. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like Mitch is right. At the end of the day, Liverpool yeah. used to get these decisions. It is like, I mean, I've I've got my own points on the game, but that that is a bit of an underrated one. Is that more and more decisions are going against Liverpool? Decisions that a couple of years ago, when Liverpool were in full flight, they wouldn't go against it. To and... be honest, to be honest, to be honest, that's a that's a good point, Prez. What, what did you want to say about the Gabriel penalty? Yeah, I just think. <sighs> I think either way, there is just a massive inconsistency around these handballs in general. I think, like, if I'm, my mind casts back to a game, um, uh, a United game, not to, to go too far off topic, but just to keep on the subject of handballs. Like, I think uh, we played Palace, it was when uh, games were being called behind, uh, played behind closed doors. Um, and it was a handball on Lindelof. And you could argue that in terms of the distance of... Um, the ball actually striking his hand and, you know, the distance between his hand and the ball, there there isn't, m- you know, much that his hand out could do. Like, there's not much else that he can do. I feel like this is a similar situation with Gabriel. So I'm just wondering, like, where is the consistency either way? You then look at the, the Rashford handball and, um, you know, oh, where, does his, was, where does his hand go kind of thing? So it's just a, a disgusting yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You see, there's just for me over and above everything. There's just a massive inconsistency, and there just needs to be clear either clearer rules, or you know, there just yeah, there just needs to be clearer rules. I think. Yeah, but Mitch, man, uh, we're Are here we gonna, to celebrate. My opinion on it. We're here to celebrate <laughs> you. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Okay, my opinion on the first on the decisions. First of all, the penalty, right? Um, or the potential penalty or whatever you lot thought was a penalty. If you actually look, replay the video, it comes off his chest it first. It comes off his chest his and chest, then it's, it's a handball, man. And then that's his a... arm. It's not, that's not a handball. That's not a handball. <laughs> if he goes to touch his arm, straight away, that's handball. But he touches his chest, his hand's there, and then it the touches ref, his hand. The ref never anyway. saw it, it touching his chest first, first, bro. Whatever the case, VA, he did, bro. he went VAR. That's a, that's a replay, that's it an angle where you see it, where you see it touches his chest. It touches his chest. Oh, before his touched hand. Touched his chest, then he yeah. went into yeah, Fair then enough. he went into his hand. And with the second one, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, that, you can say that's a bit soft. However, I was watching some clips from years back when we were down and under. Oh my days. Against, against Chelsea. Man, I bring it at night. Man, Bellerin, Man, I bring it at night. If you don't remember Bellerin, if you don't remember Be- Bellerin versus Hazard, similar thing. Bellerin just taps the back of his ankle, um, back, back of his leg. Hazard goes down, penalty. Even at the Emirates as well. Um, so yeah, you know what? When you're down, when you're down and under, like you lot are, you're tenth right now. Things sometimes don't go your way. Right now, we're at the top. We're doing all right. The referees want to be on our side. We're winning. You brought it back to the civil rights movement. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Don't be bit. Don't be bitter, bro. Do better. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, Fair yeah. enough, man. Fair enough. 
Um, Jake, what were your points in regards to the game? Yeah, like I've got like a couple of different points. My first one is just really around Klopp and the fact that like these problems have been going on for a while now. I think was it like the, your last twelve games you've trailed in ten of them? Like you've conceded the first goal. Um, you've already trailed for this season now more than you did all of last season, mm-hmm. and stuff like so that you look at the substitutions right. Like you went to a midfield diamond. I haven't seen a midfield diamond since the years of Brendan. Like, yeah. and you don't want to harken back to those, but you're pulling them out away to a extremely resurgent Arsenal whilst you're in horrible form and you're pulling out this brand new formation. I'm sorry, but it really doesn't make sense. And like, I'm I'm not gonna try and kill Trent because there's enough people doing it right now, but he is horribly out of form, and like benching him at half time. I don't think it's going to do him any justice. Like, I think it's come out that he is injured. So nah, it was an injury. Means... It was an injury. Because yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think Klopp would have done that. To be honest. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do agree. But it was just like the fact that Joe yeah. Gomez comes on and looks and looks equally as horrible. That almost saves Trent in a way because it's like no, there is just something structurally wrong with that team. But yeah, like it's it, it's just maddening to think that like. Over the course of what six weeks from a preseason, eight weeks, Liverpool have gone from this gigantic force that pushed pushed City all the way, and it's all defensively. Like you're scoring two a game, three a game, and not winning. Like the gaps are tremendous in that defensive line. Like Van Dijk looks a shadow of the player he was. Matip, arguably your best centre back last year. He, I know he hasn't been playing much, but he looks dreadfully out of form. Like you guys need Canate back ASAP. It's just, I don't, I don't know how worried we need to be about Liverpool. But what is it? What's the gap to Arsenal now? Fourteen points with Liverpool having a game in hand. Yeah, like I think, I think <sighs> there's no, there's no title for us this season. We can, we can just <laughs> conclude that. Um, but I feel like, um, yeah. Our aim should be the top four, and but no, not and but we need to rectify all our misfortunes as quick as possible, like yeah. as quick as possible. Get back to accumulating points, basically. Yes, this can't go go on for any longer, and it doesn't help that our next game is against City, which um you know I'm someone that backs my team at Anfield at home, and I will do it again at home. But if we have to keep it up, man. It might be a three 0 or three two. We'll probably score like a three one. We might lose there, and then if we lose that game, it will be even more stressful, man. Especially if Chelsea, United, and everyone else around the top four um, area win their game as well. So yeah, I think Do like a job for us, man. We'll try to, man. I Tell like money what... suit up, job. <laughs> <laughs> I think like what it is with Liverpool. Yeah, I think like um, a lot of people like you know like neutrals or like fans of other teams think like. Um, Okay, like objectively, yeah, it's a it's a massive decline from last season or from last season specifically. It's a I feel I feel like it's a massive decline also in terms of the in terms of the results because on the back end of last season we we were also like kind of like you know laboring uh, like like um, Jake said we were um, conceding conceding first but then we clawed it back. Uh, we fixed up during the games, but now what we're not doing is fixing up during the games, especially specifically the defense. Um, 
And I think this needs to be eradicated. And this can be eradicated. This can be fixed. This is not like um, something that can't be fixed. It can be fixed. But my my only thing is, who do we push the blame on? Do we blame Klopp? Mm. Do mm. we blame Van Dyke? <laughs> do we blame mm. Trent? Who do we blame for this? And that's, this, I, is, can, this, can, this is the question can, I'd answer that I don't have. Can I ask you, though, like, just taking it back to even before you started your your era where like Klopp had his team and, you know, let's say that the year you won the league and the year you proceed all the way before that, the era where like you guys were playing entertaining football and, you know, you were conceding, but you were scoring more than your position. Right. So you still had that, you were leaking goals fair, but you were still quite devastating going forward. I feel like, you're you you're slowly losing even that element of devastating attack and even though like your your most pressing issue is defensively because you're you're leaking goals but there isn't that that answer back on the other end and and like that's something that Liverpool have almost always had on the clock that's true to be honest but at the same time we do average like two goals a game you know what I mean? And yeah. on average, that's that's what you need to win the game. But we mm-hmm. scored that, but we still lose the game. You get me? So, is it really the attack, or is it? I mean, it can it can be a bit of both because I hear what mm-hmm. Chris is saying. I hear what the, the our attack is definitely not as devastating as previously, but we do get our goals. And I think this was the point that Shalom was making last um, last episode, which which. Um, which I, n- I never see it from that point of view, but I get it. Where it's like, even though that Liverpool are playing the way they're playing, they still manage to score two, three goals every game. I think we're still mm-hmm. the second or third top scorers in the league as well. Obviously, thanks mm-hmm. to Bournemouth, of course, but um, it's not by goals, I think, man. More time. I think it's more to do with the other way. You get me? Plug the plug the holes in in the, the back, basically. But how, man? But the thing is, my, my question that is midfield how? midfield is meaty. As well, as well. Yeah, because you, well. you guys are pressing horribly this year. I think it's something like you're averaging ten less pressures than you did last year. Like that, that that's for me the massive deal is that you're not creating those easy opportunities from a fantastic press. Like I think in the league you're now something like eleventh, twelfth for pressures. Like, mm. and you play with such a high line, and you leave these massive gaps, which are all right if you press because then you just make the opposition kick it long and Van Dyke, Matty, clean it up, jobs are good and you go straight back on the attack. Whereas now you're not getting those easy pressures. People are able to play out easier. Then all of a sudden you've got Trent playing at centre-back on a counter-attack at the end of a half and not really knowing doesn't, what doesn't to do. Doesn't know where do. to turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, and it, yeah, Luis, Luis from, Diaz is now injured as well. So that that's... I think that was also key in, in, in that Arsenal game where we lost him. We lost a bit of pace, a bit of intensity on, on that side. You uh, arguably lost your most dangerous attacker because mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. like, like, let's be honest, Salah's not playing brilliantly. I know he's created the most chances for you guys and they aren't. they just aren't getting converted. But the maddening experiment of just placing him on the right wing and... Lee, get making Leaving him come him collect the yeah. ball deep and yeah it's just 
I'm I'm frustrated. It doesn't Mm. make sense. Like, why are you putting the golden boot... I mean, what is he now? A two, three-time golden boot winner? The man who scored the most goals in a 38-game Premier League season... Like you've just signed him to. It's to, it's, it's to, it's to accommodate, it's to accommodate Nunez and uh, Firmino play up front, right? Because I remember this happened also at the back end when um, Sadio was playing up front as well. And if you remember, Salah was like more time he was playing out wide and just chalk on his on his yeah. boot. So yeah, it, it, he maddening choices, maddening, maddening yeah. choices. And yes, centre mid, like i don't think you've got an informed center mid that isn't named harvey elliott at the minute like fabinho looks oh yeah i have to free that one man yeah yeah tiago i think tiago's still playing okay but he's just not controlling the games like he was last year henderson the less said about him the better um like Milner's obviously an old man. Naby Kater's getting STIs. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> that guy, I, man. Exactly. Like, but that that's now leaving your defense completely isolated without any protection, and that's the result. You are getting runners going absolutely free. You're having like Robertson's now dead, like because of it. So you're having Costa Simicast to play more games. Like he's an okay in a reserve role where he gets to play like a couple games in a row or like in a month just to spell Robertson. But now that he's having to consistently play more and more of holes in his game are appearing. And then it's coupled with Trent. Just, I think Trent is severely lacking from confidence now because mm-hmm. there's no positives on his game. And that's very overstated to be fair. Like the kid is still absolutely brilliant, but yeah, you look at the media coverage, you look at social media there's not one positive about his game going out right now. And players aren't immune to that, no matter how much you want them to be. And you can see it on his face. Like, And now he's injured, yeah. so maybe the break does him good to get him away for three weeks. But that doesn't do Liverpool any good because, like say, you've got City this week and you've got Grealish, who's really rounding into form at the moment, uh, on an underrated note, and he's about to go against Joe Gomez. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, it's not. <laughs> no, I just wanted to. I just wanted to segue, segue, because I, I do want to. You know, uh, um, of course, it's, it's it's nice to talk about Liverpool's um, deficiencies and all that, but I do want to give Arsenal their flowers as well. And in particular, uh, obviously, we spoke about Trent, uh, the guy that was um, in front of him or uh, against him, Martinelli. Um, oh, again, fantastic. Mitch. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player, man. man. Brilliant performance from him, man. Um, um, yeah, I think obviously you for years we've known Martinelli's um, from his Europa League days when he was just bagging um, when he was playing him up top, um, and everyone known he's got potentially to to be that that talent that you know to take take himself to the next level. Um, Obviously, there was a few questions about his form and his goal scoring ability and his end product, and I think since the start, it's turned a year because this is don't forget this is his first full preseason because beforehand he was injured um, and obviously his first year at Arsenal and all of that. So his first full preseason where he's actually trained properly and started the season on the wing where he knows he's a starter, um, and he's just stepped up. The levels have gone. Way, way, way more than I would have thought. Not as quick. I didn't think it was going to come this quickly. I thought it was going to come at a time, but now he's just... Um, at the moment, I'll, obviously, I would say Party is our most important player overall. Um, but he is up there now with Odegaard, with Saka, 
Um, it's still sphere, man. He, he's, a, he's a bloody good player, isn't he? I mean, what is it? Most dribbles completed in the Prem? Something like that? Like, mm-hmm. that that just speaks to level. I mean, even Klopp referenced it a couple of years ago, didn't he? Like, I think Liverpool played Arsenal in a Carabao Cup game and he said, as long as he stays injury-free, he's going to have a great career. And then after yeah. this game, he went, like, I said it. Like, it Klopp's been slutting. He's been slotting for him, man. He, he, he sees two years left on that contract and he, 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 he wants to set nah, himself mate. up. But that, like, he, he, he is impressive. Like, he, you think of that Brazil team and he's there. And does he have a shot at getting in there? If he keeps playing like this, he's going to be hard. He's on, to he's on the side of Vinicius, isn't it? He's on Vinicius' side, so it's, yeah, it's going to be tough. Up. You know what, yeah. Do you do you lot? I mean, with the most dribbles completed stat, yes, impressive. Um, and I'm sure there's probably a a, a difference or there's nuances between like dribbles completed and take ons successful successful take ons. Like when I look at Martinelli, I don't think, oh, this guy. Yes, he'll run at you, but in terms of like his ability to or the skills he uses to actually beat a man, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily use like the same. We, we just touched on a Vinicius there who uses, you know, crafty skills to actually get past this player. Whereas I feel like Martinelli relies more on like the defender biting because he knows he's got the pace to, to get past his man. If, if you, if you man knows what I'm saying, like he's not a traditional like Brazilian style yeah. dribbler slash winger, if you know what I mean. Well, he's, he's still a technical, technical winger. Yeah, facts. all the same, man. Facts, but, facts. Yeah, I get it. It's not the same way as like a Neymar or Vinicius. That you by partial with skills. Yeah, I think. But, I think as well with Martinelli, he seems like quite two-footed. Like he's not yeah. going to yeah. like if you want to show him inside, he'll happily. I think he'll much rather go. He'll take inside. your line, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. but he's got that threat of pace. Yeah, of taking and putting in a cross straight away, and you have to. And once you have to respect that, yeah, it then opens up your inside game even more. But like it's like the thing is as well, Martinelli, like don't get me wrong, I think he's playing very well, but he's even there like what, their fourth most important attacker? And that's not and that and that's not me trying to drag Martinelli before I say any like before anyone says anything. Was that Gabriel Jesus, Saka Saka Odegaard? Odegaard, yeah. Odegaard and then Martinelli. you could say nah. I think that's a disservice. I I would I would call him one of the four men. No, 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 no. I am, I am saying he's definitely one of the four. I'm but in, saying, if you like, were to rank it, yeah. to rank it, but and, he's and been better. Than, he's been better than Saka this season. Definitely, I agree. There you go. But that, that, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fair. I'm, I'm not going to argue against that. That's all I'm saying. It's like you could say he's fourth, and yet, yeah, he's incredibly in form, and he is mm. important, and they do need to renew his contract, and. This is a situation. He's not going to do it because he wants to go to Anfield. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Press, sorry. Be, be, sorry. Be, before we move, move, move on, yeah. Press, because yeah. obviously you're, you're, the, you're the Arsenal hater amongst us. <laughs> not, not so much, of, not, not, not in the literal sense, of course, but you know, you, you're the one that, that, that holds this. Um, you're, you're a bit sceptical, mm, cynical yeah. about them. Yeah. yeah. We're in October, still early, but have you seen enough? Or are you still thinking like, nah, they won't even make top four, like you previously said? Oh uh, no, like I said on the, on the weekend, I feel at this point, obviously points total and performances. I f- I feel at this point, top four is a foregone co- foregone conclusion for them now, and um, 
they really should be focusing on, on you know, higher achievements this season. I mean, like I said, um, I think last pod, if they can, if they can navigate their October and, um, you know, come back from the World Cup relatively unscathed, um, they should be looking at, you know, going into the Christmas period with uh, a healthy, healthy chance of challenging for the league. And I, I don't think that it should be something that's taken lightly, man. I mean, I, we're, we're, we're basically looking at like a major, major capitulation at this point um, to say, OK, top four will not be possible. I think the, 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 the position they're in now and the points they have, if they consolidate these points with the performances um, they have so far, and barring no major injuries, why why can't they say that? I mean, it's just it's just thinking. Lo- yeah, it's, it's, it's just thinking logically, man. really. Yeah, honestly, man. All right, let's stay with you then. Um, let's finish it off with the last game of the, of the of the night, uh, which was a seven p.m. your time, eight p.m. my time game. It's a mm-hmm. bit strange. Um, Everton v United. Um, or Jake alluded to it earlier. Everton are the team that conceded the least goals uh, of the season. Um, Goodison Park, always a difficult ground to go get, go at. Uh, you guys um, went behind even. Brilliant, it will be goal. But mm-hmm. then it was all united from that point, man. How, how impressed were you with the way you reacted? Yeah, I reacted well. I think um, if I'm honest, if, if I'm going to be a little bit harsh, I feel like the guy could have done better. I mean, if I'm going to play into, you know, maybe looking at his perspective, maybe he was a little bit unsighted. But it wasn't like postage stamp bins. Do you know what I mean? He, it was, it was, you know, yeah, it was the whip. He bent, he bent it round him. But like De Gea is pretty adept at dealing with long distance shots, and he's usually better. But um, that's just me being a little bit overcritical in it. Um, but yeah, we're one nil down, um, and quite honestly, like from there, I feel in terms of possession and just controlling the tempo of the game, we did that well. Um, the goal came off a Casemiro mistake. Um, so it wasn't from, uh, you know, Everton's general play that they, they created something. I feel Everton were quite happy to just sit back and soak up some pressure and then try to hit us on the break with the likes of Gordon, obviously Iwobi, Mopai, Gray uh, joining the attack. But um, quite often... And this is why he got the man of the match performance, albeit he he did look shaky in moments. Casemiro was fantastic at breaking up um, a lot of the 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 breakouts that uh, the fast breaks that Everton were trying to put together. Um, and I th- I think you know I mentioned it on last week's episode. That's probably something that we could have done with last week against City. Not saying that the scoreline would have been much different. However, there was too many easy transitions in that game. And uh, Casemiro is literally an expert at breaking down attacks, putting out fires and getting himself about on the pitch. He's obviously not the most technical player. He's not, you know, he but he does have the ability to look after the ball. Um, I think, you know, just getting used to the pace of the Premier League, maybe he feels he has more time on the ball than he actually does. But at the same time, if you look at Casemiro, even in a, a Madrid shirt, he does have previous of getting caught on the ball at times. So he doesn't yeah. have perfect games in that regard. Um, but he still, you know, made up for his errors, put in an assist for what was the eventual winning goal for Cristiano Ronaldo, getting his 700 goal. Obviously, shout out him. But yeah, I think for me at 2-1, they say obviously 2-1 being 
the scariest scoreline in, in football or the most uh, shaky scoreline in football. And I feel, um, you know, this game kind of played into that, to that uh, saying, especially going into like, I just kept thinking, ah, oh, if Dominic Carvert-Lewin comes in on this game, comes on on this game, like he's going to cause us another problem because Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the past has come, whether it's at Old Trafford or at Goodison, he's come on if he's not started or he's come into a game and given us problems through aerial threats. Now, I was genuinely thinking 75 minutes, because he's obviously coming back off of injury, 75 minutes, this guy's going to get a run out and they're just going to start lumping balls into the box. But they but they were, weren't they? They What's were that? launching it at you, man. Bro, they were. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And I foresaw it happening. That's why I was like, we need a third goal. We need a third goal. Before he comes on, we need a third goal. Mm. And I thought that we got that third goal through Rashford. But obviously that was chalked off to handball. Um, I uh, don't believe it was. Criminal. Very criminal. I don't believe it was a handball, but obviously we move. And I think from that point, it just, it came about, it just came about, um, became about protecting uh, the lead that we had. And I knew as soon as I saw, we were, man, as soon as uh, Calvert-Lewin's number went off up and he came on the pitch, they just started launching uh, balls into the box. We were conceding corners and shout out Ten Hag for this move, actually, because, um, you know, our previous managers, probably if you look at Ole, he might have sat on his hands and, and maybe tried to, you know, through hope, see out of uh, the victory. But uh, Ten Hag actually reacted and brought on Varane in the final, you know, minutes of the game to kind of see it out. And he, he actually made a crucial clearance with his head, um, you know, from a corner uh, or a cross oh, no, no. that came in. Yeah, that was literally, um, no, that was the other chance that uh, James Garner whipped in and David oh, De Gea yeah, made yeah. the save. But this was, um, I think Jordan Pickford would have been on the end of it if uh, Varane didn't get the touch in. So shout out uh, Ten Hag for, for making that for making that choice um, and not being afraid to bring on, you know, a player of Varane's calibre with only two minutes to go. But you have to do what you have to do to see out a victory. And um, yeah, I, f- I felt uh, we... We were good for the win, but it was a bit squeaky bum time at the end um, and it didn't necessarily need to be. But um, I'm happy to get the three points. Calm. Um, any any final words on um, your goat, Jake? Lamps. My goat? <laughs> oh, right, um, I was about to say, I thought we were going to get into a Ronaldo talk. I was like, fuck's sake. I <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like the thing is, he's been doing a good job. Like Best defensive record before this. I think they went on a five or six unbeaten run. Like he, he, I think when he first went to Everton, especially last year, I I I voiced it many times on this pod. Like it, it just seemed like a job that wasn't made for him. He wants to play this attra- attractive style of play, whereas Everton at the minute, given their complete lack of wanting to spend, it seemed not maybe this summer they bought players like Diallo, but you had to focus on getting the basics right, like just getting your defensive structure right, making sure you're stopping leaking goals. Obviously, he's worked on it and he's got in the players that he wanted to because like that centre-back partnership of Cody and Tarkovsky, they're not going to be building play magnificently, but they're going to communicate. They're going to get the line sorted. They're going to get people in the right jarring, place. Jarring defenders, man. Yeah, mm. definitely. Horrible they defenders. Are, they are, exactly. They're horrible to play against and they are effective and it has mm. worked. And that does limit their ceiling, but 
it keeps them in the Premier League. And I think until they're going to... I think he needs to stay there longer to get that. But fair fair play to him. He's been doing really well. He was, I think he's been making moves that I didn't expect him to do. But you consider the job that he's doing right now with the job that... And it's a rubbish comparison, but everyone's doing it. So I'll jump on the bandwagon to make my guy look better. But the job that Gerard's doing at Villa, like... <laughs> It's, it's talking cheese. Like v- Gerard has spent all this cash at Villa and not improved them one iota. If it's if it's me personally, and I think yeah. the data supports that. Like I think he his win percentage over Dean Smith has got is like two percent more. It's not good enough. Get the agenda um, out there, Jake man. Oh, it's man, time. I love it's it. time. I love it. Get it injected. But like La- Lampard is going underrated in his job. He's being effective. He's getting. Don't get me wrong. The attacking play is not there whatsoever. But it's almost like the opposite of when he was at Chelsea. At Chelsea, we were able to score goals quite well, but could not stop conceding here. they I think in, now, what are they, nine games in, they've conceded ten goals and scored eight. Like, But it's going to keep them up until he can actually get more of his own players in, quote-unquote, or try and become more expensive. And Gerrard should be getting sacked soon because he can't even beat Forrest. Um, I've said that with like 10 minutes left that's going to be bold if they pee him at the end <laughs> but no yeah like he's doing a good job uh, I think he deserves a bit more credit than what he's getting calm any shots yeah Chris? one from me man uh, yeah just a quick one for my goat uh, <laughs> reaching <laughs> 700 club goals um, a massive achievement and uh, yeah I'm pleased that he was able to Break his duck as well, following the performance uh, in Ayanapa uh, that uh, he had several chances but wasn't able to put the ball away. But then the next game, uh, you know, gets the winner for us and a, a big three points. So it just goes to show the mentality of the man and uh, the rewards that he gets at the end of it is 700 club goals. So shout out my goat man, CR7. CR700. CR700. <laughs> go on, go on, Jake. <laughs> Okay, oh no. God! Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, you know, I know. I know. I, I hate how much I like it. That's the problem. It's so <laughs> it, bad. It, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I'm never gonna lie. <laughs> um, no. But fuck oh, it, man. My, my, my shot is not nearly as good now. I'm my. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, I can't. Help. I know mine's gonna go out to Mason Mount. He's had an awful season to start the year. To start his season, sorry, but two assists against Wolves. He looks like he's rounding into form. He's seen Madison absolutely ruining it, getting all these calls that he should be in the squad over him, and he's finally turning up. And I hope he keeps going the rest of the season because, as my fantasy Premier League team name, it's I love Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it then. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, shout out you. Um, stay subscribing to our YouTube channel and follow our Varbar 4K series of course uh, we will return very soon um, I wish you all a pleasant week peace and love we out peace, peace. <laughs> hey hi.